four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two, four, eight. We're dead. Fifteen doomed and dead. Sixteen. Are we okay? Huh? Yeah. Awesome. I just have to pee. Great idea, dude. Go look in the burning death hole. Welcome to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello and welcome to episode number 27 of the Weekly Lost Podcast. I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are coming to you straight from the sandy beaches of the Sandy Lane Resort in Barbados. Oh, you so wish. Oh, I tell you what, I feel like it. Uh, After today, we had a yard sale and (laughs) I stood out in the sun and my scalp is red and hurting bad. It is pretty red there. Absolutely. This is part two of two of our closer look at the season finale of Lost Season 2. And uh, there was just simply too much information uh, as far as ground to cover in this two-hour season finale of Lost. So we broke it up to, you know, look at Live Together, Die Alone in two separate podcasts, basically. And and if anyone didn't listen to our episode last week, uh, we encourage you to go back into our feed and check out episode number 26, which will be um, our first at a closer look at Live Together, Die Alone. Yes, and it's titled Part 1, so you can't miss it. This weekly Lost podcast is a part of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can find all of our podcasts at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. That's right, and we encourage... <laughs> we are so not reading a script, but we sound like we're reading a script. That's this right. is kind of funny. Um And we encourage your feedback and your comments and uh, theories and anything else you want to throw our way, at um, except negative comments, at 413-521-0958. That's right. And we want to say hello to a very special new group of listeners that we've just learned about, and that's the men and women over at the Procter & Gamble Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. We had just learned from Jay, a good friend of ours, that he'd shared uh, uh, with the fellow Lostaholics over there Absolutely. at PNG uh, about our podcast. And now there's a whole crew that I understand are listening to us. So we encourage you to give us a call. We Losties like to stick together. That's right. So give us a call and let us know you're listening and that you're going to stick around uh, with us through the summer. And, and we're going to announce what's going on during yeah. the summer. A little bit and later. A little bit and later uh, on the show. So I hear that you have something different for our transition music tonight. That's right. In fact, it's a song that I found on the Podsafe Music Network, and this song is by an artist named Kimo Watanabe, and the title of this song is Paoa Valley, and I just thought it fit in with the perfect feel of the Lost Island, and so I'm going to go ahead and play that for us, and just imagine yourself uh, listening to Charlie play this on the island. Late last night I went outside And I watched the stars revolving in the sky It's times like that when I'm needing you the most I feel your presence right next to me It's that sweet Sweet, sweet, sweet breeze 
Kapa'owa Valley so beautiful at night Is that sweet, 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 sweet breeze Refreshing my, refreshing my whole soul Late last night I went outside I watched, I watched the sky turn gray. I watched the moon up above. Pa'owa Valley is so beautiful at night. Is that sweet, 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 sweet breeze? Pa'owa Valley is gleaming in the night. I said, sweet, 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 sweet breeze. Refreshing my, refreshing my whole soul. Late last night, when the moon was shining bright. I saw you there dancing in the night. So I said to myself, gotta get back to this girl, gotta get back to the one that I'm loving the most. I said, sweet, sweet breeze, refreshing my, refreshing my whole soul. Is that sweet, 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 sweet breeze? Refreshing my, refreshing my whole soul. So late last night I went outside, saw the moon up above. The stars in the sky, together forever, you'll be close to my heart in the night. It's that sweet, 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 sweet breeze. Pa'owa Valley, so beautiful at night. Is that sweet, 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 sweet breeze? Refreshing my, refreshing my whole soul. Is that sweet, sweet, sweet? What a wonderful song by Kimo Watanabe. The song Charlie would sing about Claire. That's what I was thinking. It's it's so it so is, especially after they kissed right at the very end. It's. It's as if they. That's my favorite part. I, I know. What's your favorite part? <laughs> I liked it. It was kind of. It was kind of good. So, uh, so anyway, we, we need have more a co- relationship crap. Ah, uh, yeah. There was so much in the season finale. We talked about this last week, but at the same time, they left it so open for next season. Obviously, but some of the questions that that we've come up with over what will have what we'll see in next. In, in season three is I definitely think we'll see Rosinski. 
Absolutely. Kelvin talks about him several times, obviously being the spot on the wall and, and things of that nature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see the brown spot? That's Rosinski. <laughs> There's things that he, he's done in the hatch that, that I think they're going to have to go back and answer, even though we don't really have a hatch anymore. Like what? Like editing the orientation film. Yeah, why did he do that? I don't know. I mean, we we now know that it wasn't necessarily Dharma, but right. then again, he did work for Dharma because they signed up for Dharma, Dharma. We learned that. But but what was the purpose of editing that out? I, I think that's something... You're that, right. I think, that, I think that's something that we'll see, hopefully see next season. I don't think they can leave that, no. that unanswered for too long. Right. And um, And my second one was... Why did he start... He's the one who started painting the laundry detergent map on, yeah, on the, the blast door. Um, so why? And yeah, we we still don't understand what the purpose was of the map. I mean, was he brought there as a part of some experiment and not told about the rest of the island and what's going on? And, and he Or was and, he in on it? He and Kelvin were out there... Uh, doing, you know, runs to find out and see if they can map out what's going on on the island. Is it something that ha- happened as a result of the incident? There are, there are still some questions about the map that are left unanswered. A lot. And, a lot of questions. And, like, where is the question mark, really? Right, because it, I don't think, I don't think they and, were at the yeah, question mark. I don't either. Although some people might argue and say, well, why would you name the episode question mark? Because if, they were looking for the question mark. That's that could be. So yeah, definitely, I, I agree with you. I, I believe that Radzinski is definitely going to be a new character that we're going to meet See, yeah. in season three. Uh, you know, one thing that jumped out to me is that uh, they real Mrs. Clue revealed Mister Friendly's name as Tom. Yes, and, and he hers. Yes, as B. That's right. And so they made a point to say that. And so why are they re- why are they hiding their true identities? And are we going to see Tom and B quite a bit we'll, more? I, I think you know what I just—I just had this thought. Yeah. <laughs> just now, what if in season three we see flashbacks of the others rather than the Losties? That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That's well. That would have to be the only way we'd see. Can Resident we call her Aunt B? If you want. Aunt B. I, I want to call her Aunt B next season. So <laughs> she doesn't really have an Aunt B kind of look, but if you well, want, she's kind of like the. I don't know. I, I I just want to call her Aunt B. Okay, you know, threatening to put Walt in the room. I you, guess with, that could be an Aunt B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my my aunt used to threaten us to. You know, we used to have to sit on the stairs though. Yeah, I'm gonna put you on the stairs. We have. So I I've coined the term Anna Lulu. Uh, let's see here, Miss Clairol. And now we have Aunt B. So okay. and, um, I, that would be excellent. I would really like to see some flashbacks cool. of well, Goodwin. That, that would have to be the only way that we would see that oh. we would meet Rosinski, I think, because Kelvin was the only one who knew him, and now Kelvin's dead. That's right. So we can't really... I mean, we can see Kelvin in flashbacks, but we can't really see... I wonder if Rosinski is going to be a twin brother of Tom. Hmm. I wonder if Mr. Friendly's last name and the reason they have not given his last name is because his name is also Radzinski. Why can't he just be Tom Friendly? <laughs> Tom Friendly, okay. <laughs> Moving right along. So, I, I obviously, they're going to be back. And, and uh, I, yes. think, I think there was a reason why they gave us the names. And, and it's to introduce them not as just unnamed characters or mysterious people. But these are people we are they're, going to get to know. Right. 
They're going to become real people. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, we find two men in what is now being called a listening station. You know, that's the first time I had heard that when you said that to me in the van. And I'd been reading the the forum and things. Well, I found this not on any forum. I actually found this on the lostpedia.com. Oh, okay. Well, I never checked. Okay. And, and it's kind of like an online encyclopedia of Lost. And it's really, che- it's very cool. You are to check it out at lostpedia.com. And my personal feeling um, regarding this whole, you know, being the first time that we are shown anything in real time off of the island, such as the listening station and uh, the phone call to Penelope, my own personal feeling, and I said this last week, I'll say it again this week, that that the electromagnetic properties of the island is something that is being harnessed to do something such as transport the island through some other dimension in time and space or something of that nature. And I know a lot of people hate that, but you know, I'm I just really hope it's something like that because I'm really into that. And I know that the writers of the show have said, you know, the things that are on this island are going to be explained explainable with uh, available scientific understanding or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard it so many different ways, but so, and I know you they just say that. watch too much science fiction television. I do. I, I love science fiction, and there are so many things in here that really could be so science fiction-esque mm-hmm. that, that it really draws me in, and that's why I am not going to be upset if this all turns out to be Lenny's dream. It's like we watch too much Doctor Who where... You know, this little blue phone box can just land in the middle of 1819 and (laughs) nobody's the wiser. (laughs) Stephanie and I are right in the middle of season two of the brand new series of Doctor Who. And it is amazing. Uh, We are just loving the new series. And, of course, I've been a fan of Doctor Who since I was a kid. So I've seen every episode that has been revealed by the BBC and I've loved it from the very beginning. But now I'm so glad that my wife and my children <laughs> sit glued to the, well, the computer screen. <laughs> as, Sometimes as, the TV, we can run it through the television. Yeah, we do run it through the television from time to time. But this new series that started in 2005 has just been amazing. And so I, I, I just, I'm hoping for some kind of science, science fiction feel. But, that, but anyway, I, I had hinted around to Lenny just a second ago. And what people don't realize is that we recorded last night and we scrapped everything and we're recording tonight. <laughs> so last night I revealed the fact that, that I am... We were so tired. We were yelling at each other. We just threw it, it was, all down. It was bad. We delete. just went to bed. We, I didn't even save it and try to edit it. We just deleted it. And so here we are back again on Saturday Feeling evening. Feeling better. Feeling much better. <laughs> so what I had said is that originally I had I had been talking about the fact that you know that this is this is everything that's oh sorry everything that's <laughs> happening on the island has been this uh, group therapy session where everybody's in some kind of um, uh, hypnosis right. and this is a group therapy where they're being introduced and implanted with ideas and they're trying to see how people react with one another. I, I still like that thought, and then of course they threw in the whole Hurley is this all in Hurley's mind. And I think that they are actually revealing a little bit of something, but it's not actually in Hurley's mind, but it's in Lenny's mind. That'd be that'd be pretty crazy. And 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 I and I I know people are going to hate it if it's all a dream or if made up or 
you know, that some psych ward patient shaking a snow globe. But anyway, I, I, I here here's the reason why, and it's all about this listening station. And Stephanie, do you want to read the first little bit? This is coming straight from Lostpedia.com. Sure. The listening station was introduced to live in Live Together Die Alone. The station is opera- operated by two Brazilian Portuguese-speaking technicians who kill time by playing chess. The station is located in a cold, snowy place, a blizzard is seen outside, and mountains are observed nearby. The station is also in direct contact with Penelope Widmore. Yes, and the apparent uh, purpose of the station is to detect any electromagnetic signatures emanating from the Earth. And through the dialogue, we learn that the technicians missed a prior anomaly. (laughs) Anomaly. Okay. That's worse than a... What was that word last week? I don't remember now. Oh, your skullduggery. Your skullduggery. All right. So anyway, at the end of Live Together, Die Alone, we basically hear the technician say, we missed it again. But what he actually really said in Portuguese, and people who speak Portuguese pointed this out, definitely not me. (laughs) He actually said, we missed it again. They will kill us. So I don't don't know if that has anything, if they did that on purpose or not. And then the other one says, shut up and make the call. But what we really, what what he really said translate to shut up and call for help. That's right. So we don't know if these guys were told to say those alternate things, and they kind of just threw up the wrong words mm-hmm. just to see if we'd pick it up, or if it's yet just another production thing where we're not supposed to pay attention. And and somebody got on me because I point out that I'm hating all these production problems. But we're trying to figure out Lost, and we're looking for their clues. And, and the producers of the show are so adamant about putting hidden clues that we're that supposed to ha- dig for. Right. That, that, I mean, when they make an error that's pretty huge, like... It's caught. It's, it's caught. I mean, we're going to catch it. And so right. the question is, you know, can you give us more than just your official Lost podcast where you give us answers that could be yes, could be no... Of, you know, whether or not this is something that we should be paying attention to when we're thinking about the uh, the the overall arching story of what's happening with Lost. So. Well, what they did say on the official Lost podcast is that in the listening station, yes. one of those, one of those um, technicians looks a lot like Jack, like Matthew Fox, but mm-hmm. it is in fact a different actor. It's a, and they said it's a different actor, but they did not confirm, nor did, did they deny... That they used a separate actor to play a possible Jack clone. (laughs) (laughs) So, who knows? Talking about theories anyway, uh, such as possible Jack Shepard clones or twin brothers, uh, we have a couple things that we can... It doesn't really have to be a twin brother. No, it doesn't. That's why I said a clone. So, anyway... It could just be a brother. I mean, I know you're referring to the bad twin, but yeah, but I mean, they, I mean, the guy looks just like Jack Shepard. I mean, yeah. twinish kind of, clonish. So clonish kind of in a clonish kind of way. <laughs> Is that a word? I don't think so. I don't think I'll, so. I'll coin that one as well. So Penelope finds the station. Uh, or oh, here are some theories. By the way, I'm sorry. Some theories that are on Lost about Pia. the. About the listening station? Yes, these are okay. theories about what we can deduce from the th- uh, that final scene. Uh, one Which is th- was like two seconds long. <laughs> Do you know you've now interrupted me like four times? Well, 
I'm sorry. Don't make us cancel this whole recording. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking. Interrupting and arguing are totally different. Okay. So Penelope founded the station to find Desmond. That's one idea. And because and we because that's met- the most obvious one. Yeah. And she says, with enough money and effort, you can track anyone. Somebody else says uh, Penelope's connection to the island might not have anything to do with Desmond, but she is simply tied to Widmore Labs, and of course that's the only tie to the island. Right, because they have pregnancy tests on the island. Or it could be both. She could, um, Penelope could be using her family's access to Widmore Labs to seek him out. To yeah. seek out Desmond. And and I, I'm leaning towards that because she's still got the picture on the nightstand mm-hmm. and and she's still searching for her one love and she said, I'll always be here. I'll always wait. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah. All you need... All you... What, how did she say it? I don't remember now. All you need for some... We'll play it later. Something. Sorry. That's all right. So they missed they missed an anomaly because they says, "Oh my gosh, we missed it again." Or uh, it's possibly they we missed it again. They will kill us. Uh, it here are the two things that it could be. One could be that they missed the anomaly that happened, uh, which was the same event that brought down Flight Eight Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Or it could be related to when Locke's failure to push the button caused. The timer to be expired in one of them. Uh, and here is what I found most intriguing, and this is where I go back to this whole thing could possibly be in Lenny's mind. Now, for those of you who are just tuning into our podcast and maybe you're just relatively new to Lost and stuff like that, uh, Lenny was a guy in the numbers episode. Right. And this was a Hurley centric. That's where Hurley got the numbers to play the lottery. Exactly. And Lenny. Uh, had basically said that him and Sam Toomey uh, had heard it, and they worked together, and he basically told Hurley he could find Sam Toomey in Australia. Hurley goes to Australia looking for Sam Toomey, finds out that Sam Toomey has died. But his has wife... Has taken his own life. Yeah. And so... the numbers cursed him. That's right. So anyway, his wife explains a little bit about how Sam Toomey... And Lenny found those numbers. And I'm going to go ahead and play that for you right here. Okay. Sam and Leonard were stationed at a listening post monitoring long-wave transmissions out of the Pacific. Boring job. Sam hated it. Nothing to do but listen to static. Night after night. Till one night, about 16 years ago, there's something in the static. A voice comes through. A voice... Repeating those numbers over and over again. Now, my question is, is this the same listening station that these two Portuguese guys are stationed at? Hmm. I just thought that was kind of interesting. And uh, it's a neat little theory that's out there. And and it's one that I think is worth holding on to at least for a little while. Uh, but anyway, yeah. we, we asked you guys last week for your listener feedback, and so we're going to go ahead and go to that portion of our show now. Javail! is here! Ooh. First thing we have from our listeners is from Kim, also known as Good Things Coming on our Generally Speaking Lost Forum. 
And uh, this is what she said. First of all, she sent us a email uh, with a picture attached. And in this picture, it says, uh, take a look at this screen capture. There is a house at the end of the pier. And Stephanie uh, and I looked at this, mm-hmm. and it is kind of like at the very end of the season finale, where they're all out on the pier. There is one little shot where they view not from the land looking out, but they actually turn the camera angle from where they're out on the water looking at the pier and the land, and the end of the pier is behind them, and right at the end of the pier is a house in Hawaii. And yeah. uh, we'll put a link to that picture in the show notes, and... Uh, you can check it out. It's just a little production thing. Uh, this isn't necessarily some kind of hidden clue, and it, I can handle this kind of production error. I can handle, you know, a boat off into the distance, or you know, some kind of accidental catching something in the camera lens, or right. Or what was that? The horse trainer. Remember the horse trainer's hand. Mm-hmm. I can handle those kind of production errors. Those don't lead us astray when it comes to to things such as the Desmond photo being changed those kind of production things yeah that was a big one so uh what else did uh kim send us steph oh she sent us two audio files um about the whispers that they heard in the jungle on their way to right we hear the whispers are finally back in the season finale and they said a bunch of things but one of the things that she caught was um just after see michael and jack are talking about the list and um, Michael says it had your names on it. There's a big, um, like a gong or a or a, a big drum, you know. And in that, it says "kill." That's right. Or kill them. But I mainly hear you can definitely hear "kill." You definitely hear the word "kill." I'm going to play both of these files. And the first, I'm going to play just how it sounds in the episode, and then I'll uh, play the other file that Kim sent us with just that one part uh, sectioned okay. out. So here's the first one. What list? Had your names on it. Okay, you just barely hear it. Now I'm going to play this probably two times for you to hear it. And I'm going to mute our microphone so you don't hear our air conditioning in the background. Okay, so if you didn't catch it, you can take your iPod or your MP3 player or iTunes and back it up and listen to that. Absolutely, definitely, Kim, I agree with you. They do say kill right there. And then uh, Kim also wrote, I've also attached, and you will find, an animated GIF that I made of the sky. Let's see here. She says, I took these screenshots when Jin, Sun, and Saeed were in the boat during the key-turning aftermath. They looked up to the sky and were given a glimpse of what they were seeing. And I'm sorry, we were given a glimpse. And I, I've seen mentioned in some different forums how many people claim to see another plane or some planes or something shooting through the sky. This GIF or animated GIF that I've made is a frame by frame for the entire time that we see the sky. What is being noted are the upper right hand corner of a few frames in which it continues um, to the end. And she says, that, I think the long line might just be a camera glare. But there are two other short short dashes of white in the sky that move closer to the large cloud as it as things progress. I don't know what to think either way. Now I've looked at this and I've looked at it closely, and to be honest with you, I don't see a plane in there. It, I I I basically see a camera glare and I see some other things moving around, but I don't believe that it's anything that they have 
put in with, you know, basically the one thing that I recall as far as being like a hidden kind of Easter egg kind of thing. Remember the uh, episode where Charlie was having those dreams? And yeah. he, he kind of, I think it was when Hurley came out in this Jesus outfit. Yeah. And I, the. There the, was some, yeah. There was a dove, a dove that, that a came, dove down came down. To Claire and his mother. That's right. And then what happened was um, in the background, as the dove came, you could hear and see the beach craft crashing. And okay. so that was something that was obviously put in by the producers of the show. And I think that if that three or four frames was going to include some kind of hidden clue as to, you know, another event happening, such as bringing down another plane. I think they would have made it slightly more obvious than a couple little blips of white light on that screen. So that's kind of my feeling, Kim. And and uh, thank you for putting that hard work together and making an animated GIF. And, and I will put that and up. If, and if Kim can just give us a call and let, let us know when she sleeps... No doubt. That would be great. I thought we worked hard. <laughs> Let's see here. So, can I go ahead and read this this message from David? Yeah, please do. All right. Okay, since the season is over, I've been going back and listening to past episodes of many of the podcasts. I just started listening to this podcast over the final three or four episodes of the season. So, I'm hearing your earlier podcast for the first time. Listening to them back to back, it's funny to see. <laughs> that would be funny. Yes, it All is. Right. It's funny to see the evolution of your of your podcast over your first first episodes to what it is now. It's just a little bit just different. Just a little different. Sorry, have to readjust. Okay. Ooh, I can hear myself now. I know our air conditioner <laughs> just kicked off. I didn't read all of the comments from this section before posting this, so this may have already been addressed. I am currently listening to your podcast for Fire Plus Water and your conversation about the inaccuracies of Mr. Echo's portrayal of aspects of the Christian religion. I know that you all have okay, I know that you all have stated that you don't believe that is a big deal. I agree with your position, but I have a different take on why these inaccuracies inaccuracies exist. I believe that they are intentional. I believe that they are there to clue us in that Mr. Echo is still not a true priest. He's been acting the part since his brother was shot. Although he has sufficiently learned to play the part to make himself believable to the casual observer, I think there's a chance that he could snap into his warlord state of mind at any point in time. I also believe that it's only a matter of time before Mr. Echo slips into his old ways. What is he going to do now that the button has been destroyed? He thought that this was his purpose. If he survives, there is no telling what he'll do to Locke. This confrontation will more than likely be one of the opening scenes of Season 3. Well, David, thank you very much. I do recall pointing out those inaccuracies. And I, I believe that some of it could have been intentional to to do exactly what you said, especially the Psalm 23 or the 23rd Psalm episode mm-hmm. where he kind of mixed up the recitation of the Lord's or the Lord is my shepherd. I shall mm-hmm. not want uh, when he kind of got that backwards. 
it could have been kind of a clue as to the fact that he really doesn't know his stuff all that well. And and so, but but one the only thing that I will stick to is that I believe he, the writers of the show purposely misled the the description of what the dove meant as to avoid con controversy. I would agree in the show you. of saying Jesus was the Son of God and and that God had spoken. This is my Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. I believe that they they purposely stayed away from that uh, to avoid some kind of controversy there. I would agree. And and you know what? If I were the producers of Lost, and even even doing that, even doing that, they can still play it to how David was was saying it. I mean, I wouldn't say that he's completely wrong in in his theory because they could still play it that way. But I agree with I agree with Cliff, and and they were definitely need to avoid going there yeah but and 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 you know what david you may very well have a point they not only did they not want to go there but it helped move did you ever the... see seventh heaven why <laughs> because that was supposed to be a television show about a pastor and his family and how they're raising their children <laughs> and they just didn't go there because yeah it was tv mm-hmm. and there there are some things that that they cannot do i'm so right. glad they finally killed that show Ten years was a long time. It was way too... I, 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 and I've said it before. I hope they do not do... I don't think they will. ...to Lost, what they've done with all these other shows that started out big and really got long yeah. and boring. Yeah. And so, anyway. Uh, David, thank you very much for your email. And uh, thank you for listening to those old podcasts. And I hope that you'll continue on through the summer with us. Next up is a good friend of ours. Uh, from the Stephen Curtis Chapman band. Absolutely. Uh, was he the is he the drummer, the keyboardist? I can't remember now. But anyway, Scott, But we'll find out in we'll, August. <laughs> that's right. Scott Sheriff scored us some tickets to a concert for Stephen Curtis Chapman and the band there. And we're Just gonna a couple days before my birthday. That's right. Up in Columbus. We'll be we'll be up there. We'll see you soon, Scott. And and Scott's in since Scott, you know, does a lot of traveling with the band and everything. Right. He was down in Australia, and he went looking for, you know, in the outback, and he's looking for Jack's dad, and I think he said he was in, you know, <laughs> South Korea and, and, and looking for people. He, he's Dude, like... it's just a TV show. <laughs> there are some people that don't know that yet. So, anyway, Scott wrote us an email. What and this are we going to... What are... Okay. I love this show as much as anybody else, but what are we going to do when it's not on anymore? I have no idea. Are we idea. like going to be begging for it to go ten seasons no. just so we can have something to do? No, I think that I think that we will not do that. I th- I think we'll be. What What are people going to do? I, I think that J.J. Abrams and some other folks will come out with another show that will knock our socks off no. and I'll have a fan following. No, I, I have to believe. I have to believe because it, it's not so but much a show having a fan following. Okay. And lost phenomena is completely different. Yeah, but here's the deal: is that it, it's not so much the story of what's happening on the island; it's the way that this story is being told. It's the storytelling that really is is doing this. Okay. And and if they can come up with another story to tell and use some of the same features of storytelling. Maybe that's why I just don't let myself go all the way into it. It's just because I know it's, it's, it's eventually going to end, and then I'm going to be crushed. Don't and... take my life away. <laughs> I, what, how'd Locke say, I'm so pathetic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Or in, in five years, are we going to look at each other and say, 
I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what Scott Sheriff wrote. He says, hey, Cliff, it seems like there is something otherworldly otherworldly about Charlie these days. He walks out of the exploding hatch, but he has that far away. F- Let's see here. Okay. He, he walks out of the exploding hatch, but he was he really that far away from Mr. Echo? Why wasn't Echo with him? Also, the way he answered Bernard when he asked, where are John and Mr. Echo, was rather strange. He asked, they're not back yet? As if they had gone somewhere together. Now, that does, now that's something we'll see in season three, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Because I think that that right there, they're not back yet, is an indication to that me. That he saw them before he left. That's right. And that they're alive. He was right outside the blast doors when Desmond turned the key. Surely he would have seen what happened, and I believe he did. Um, some people, there was somebody that actually said that that it's not Charlie; it's the smoke monster has <laughs> formed the nanobots. Or, or yes, no, because I'm not gonna. Ex- I am not gonna accept that the nanobots kissed Claire. Okay, that was Charlie. <laughs> Okay, and then Scott continues. If turning the key blew up the hatch, then how could Charlie have lived? Something happened when Desmond turned the key, but I don't think anything blew up or Charlie would be a goner. Maybe the key reverses the magnetic polarity, which would explain the quarantine sign getting flung way up from the hatch instead of getting sucked into it. Then also... Because everything was sucking in. Mm Mm-hmm. Before he turned the key. Exactly. And then um, also the way he orchestrates Locke and Desmond reuniting seems a little out of the blue. What did he mean when he said, I think he's pushed your button way too many times if you ask me. <laughs> and then what about what about the look on Henry Gale's face when the giant noise w- uh, was happening? He was the only one not holding his ears at first, but then he did. Why, you know, why didn't anyone say, what was that? I was a little disappointed about that. Anyway, I can't wait for the next season of Lost, Scott S. Scott, thank you so much. And you know what? I think that Scott's email is worthy of the What's Up With That Award. Hey guys, Fred from Long Island here, calling to discuss the Lost finale. Uh, first of all, what's up with this uh, failsafe switch? Uh, I wonder if we'll get a better explanation of how Dharma decided that entering the numbers every 108 minutes was such a good idea if they could have solved the whole problem with this failsafe switch. Another thing, did they consider what would happen if the key was lost <laughs> or the station was unmanned? Uh, and what's up with the others on the dock? Uh, when this big event happens, they cover their eyes and their, uh, sorry, their ears, and then afterwards it's back to business without commenting on this. Uh, can we now assume that Hanso and Dharma didn't directly cause the plane to crash, since it seems that Desmond caused it through circumstances they couldn't control themselves? Uh, and can we further assume that the others are simply taking all this in stride? using the Losties for their own purposes with no attempt to rescue them or get them out of the way so they don't mess things up. Um, 
I had another question for you guys. I think you're uniquely qualified to discuss my pet peeve with Lost that keeps coming up. I know this is a recurring theme, but it's my pet peeve. Faith versus reason. Why are these things in opposition? Uh, as a Christian, I read in the Bible, uh, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This chapter then gives us examples of champions of faith like Noah, Abraham, all kinds of other people. Uh, in this case, the faith here is not blind faith, and I guess that's my pet peeve. Uh, it's faith in God. So are we saying uh, that they're using the word faith in Lost to mean blind faith? Or do they have faith in the island? Uh, or maybe some higher power? Um, if so, I would like to think that it's because of what they've experienced on the island, not necessarily just blindly jumping into it. Uh, this idea that you can either have faith or have reason, uh, again, goes back to the Enlightenment and uh, we've seen with the use of names like Locke and Rousseau that this seems to be a recurring theme on Lost. And uh, I'd kind of like you guys to discuss this if you could, um, maybe punch a few holes into this idea that you can't have faith and reason at the same time, that maybe your faith is based on something that you've experienced before or something, someone or something that you trust. Thanks for the show, guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, uh, Fred, for our, uh, that call. And you bring up some very valid what, what's up with that points. And uh, to answer your question about the faith versus reason, that you can't have one without the other, um, you know, basically the only thing I want to say there is that, you know, obviously one of the titles of one of the episodes is you've got the man of science and you have the man of faith. I mean, obviously that is a recurring theme. But I think it's a valid theme. I, I think that there are some things that kind of seem to be contradictory. Now, obviously, I don't believe that you have to take that. That not all faith comes by reason, and, or I'm sorry, without reason. There, there are some things that can be supported. And and what I want to do is use the verse that you actually quoted, and and you said, you know, faith is being certain of the things that we do not see. And so the true definition of true faith, I mean, the literal definition of faith, is something that cannot be proven. And once something's proven, therefore it's no longer faith, it's now a belief. And so here's, here's my perfect example of this. Now, when I was a child and went to Sunday school, I learned about Noah and the Flood. Now, I was not given any kind of evidence. I took by faith that what was said was true. I didn't have any kind of reasoning or cognitive reasoning to go along to support that. So mm -hmm. at that point in time, for me, I had faith that there was a worldwide flood of biblical proportions. Okay. Now, and basically, there is a ministry that came around that is around. It's called Answers in Genesis. And they're actually headquartered right here in Hebron, Kentucky, or actually Petersburg, Kentucky, uh, right next to uh, our home. And this ministry is an outstanding ministry that talks about um, the creation account of the, the creation and, and so has scientists and, and they do a, a, they're putting together this museum to help support and show you scientific evidence of the worldwide flood and, and dinosaurs possibly existing at the same time as humans and really... Well, the thing is, is that that's what the scientific right. things that 
they can show. And they show you that, you know, things that they thought took millions of years, they can actually recreate within just a couple weeks or months in a laboratory. And so basically through the study of things that I've learned there, I now have seen some scientific, scientific evidence that leads me to believe that my faith in a worldwide flood is now supported by science and and reason and therefore now i no longer have have to rely on faith basically uh the the being hopeful or certain of the things that i've not seen or have proven or reasoned but now it's no longer faith because it's something that i have some reasoning to stand back stand by and and support so, now so it's not faith now it's a belief now now i believe in the so, flood versus having faith that there was a flood so if we were going to connect that to say Locke, mm-hmm. we could say that his faith in the island and his faith in pushing the button was scientifically disproved by seeing the orientation film in the pearl and the doubt that it caused henry, him to doubt his faith henry gale caused him to doubt his faith and seeing the orientation film in the Pearl was scientific proof that his faith was put in the wrong place. Put in the wrong place. And so then he had faith that his original faith was wrong. Exactly. And then, and he, then says, he was wrong. Then he was. Then he says, "I was, I was wrong. wrong." And so here's the thing. Now, okay, prior to so now he had now he has scientific proof that his faith, his his first faith was was real and was true and so now it's a belief that's right so come season three if we see john locke which i believe we will he'll be a completely different man that's right he will be a completely different man and so so basically in essence all the way up to the this season finale john locke when he did have the faith of that the button was something that was important to push he had faith now if they can reconstruct something or if there's another of these button pushing stations somewhere else on the island, uh, he has a belief. He, he would actually, and he if they find another orientation state uh, film that says they need to push a button, he's not going to have faith that he needs to push it. it. It's right. going to be a belief that he has to push it. Absolutely. But I agree with you. It, it is a pet peeve when people do seem to assume or in, insinuate that you cannot have faith. Uh, you you cannot have faith if you believe in science. I, I agree. Can with I you say there. something about the button and the key? And yeah, go ahead. Or is that too far off? No, I think we we're may too have far talk- off. I th- we may have talked about it earlier, and I just don't remember. <laughs> That's all right. Go right ahead. Um, when Desmond turned the key, okay, the whole the whole push in the button was to release the buildup. Yes. Of of the the magnetic energy, yes. electromagnetic energy. So what if turning the key, like, not only not only released it, not only completely did away with whatever Dharma was, how, how they were harnessing the power, mm-hmm. okay, so it completely shut Dharma down, but what if it completely altered this place on Earth? To where it no longer to has the properties. To where it no longer properties. has the electromagnetic... Um, what what was it called a geological geological phenomenon? Yes. Of what it was. What it what if it is no longer one of those places on so Earth? So is Locke going to be so confined Locke, to a wheelchair? And, and and Rose will be sick again. And will 
And will poor Jen not be able to stand again? Doesn't matter. His wife's pregnant already. <laughs> oh, anyway, moving right along. That's just the thought. I mean, what do you think? What do yeah. you think if it just completely did away with, with... I had never even thought about that. But now these people are, you know... I have a theory! <gasps> Stephanie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How awesome is that? It's an interesting theory. Thanks. I have my own theory. I'm so excited. That is cool. All right. We have somebody that uh, disagrees with Cliff. And Sweet. I want to hear. Agrees with <laughs> Stephanie. But Cliff's going to re-disagree. But I know it. That's fine. He, he likes to argue. He likes to make his point known. I know. But I'll go ahead and play the call for you. Okay. Greetings, Cliff and Stephanie. My name is Mike. I'm calling from Sammamish, Washington. And I just had a few comments on your most recent podcast. Uh just wanted to comment, first of all, you did a, num- a lot of discussion over Hurley's accident, and you kept saying 23 people died. Um, if you go back and rewatch the episode, Dave, uh, first of all, it was a deck, D-E-C-K, not a dock. Uh, second of all, there were 23 people on the deck when Hurley walked out there. The deck was built for eight when it collapsed. I believe two people died. Um, the second thing I wanted to bring up was your discussion about Libby and the mental hospital. You theorized, Cliff, that, or agreed with the theory that said Libby gave the boat to Desmond after she was released from the mental hospital. But if you go back and watch the season finale again, you'll see the scene in the coffee shop between Desmond and Libby. She mentioned that her husband got sick and he passed away a month ago. And... For her to go into the mental hospital and be out again in less than a month and then give her boat away, I find very hard to believe. So, Stephanie, I'm on your side. I think that she gave the boat away before she went into the mental hospital. Anyway, thanks again. Love your podcast. Hope to hear you soon. Thanks. Absolutely. I I so agree. I think that she went into... I'll, I'll start there. I think that she went into the mental hospital after she gave the boat to Desmond. Um... And I know you're going to argue that, that I believe Mike just said that there wasn't enough time. I think there was enough time for her to be, to be in the institution and, and be treated and released. I just don't think that it was very likely because in my mind being, being your wife and, and if something happened to you, you probably think I'd have a party, but I really wouldn't. I'd probably be committed and, and not going to be looking that put together Straight out of the, yeah. Straight out of the crazy joint, you know. I'm just no. I, I, and back to back to the all oh, the deck. Cliff has argued with me so many times over this deck. I have to tell you, Mike, that I'm just tired of talking about it. <laughs> no, um, he may have edited me out of last week, but I kept correcting him every time he said doc. I'd say deck. So if he may have just went out and swiped all those out, just no. I don't. I don't think I did. So it would sound like. I wasn't nitpicking on him, but, um, but I've, I've done the whole, I've done the whole 23 people on the deck, uh, built for eight, two people died and he's played me the clip and, um, the doctor says those people. Yeah. Um, and it, and it really does make it sound like all 23 people died. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. And, and, and I just want, I did want to comment and. So if you have a sound clip that supports our, supports our two people, you know, yeah, send I, it in because I, I'd love to prove my husband wrong. It yeah. just doesn't happen very 
<laughs> I would I would really enjoy anybody that can point out any sound clip from any episode of Lost that indicates that only, only two, two people, people on the deck died. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard because I'm it so is. focused on I, I mean, on the pier and I, the dock. The, I'm uh, the dock has well, been. It's a ferry pier. It's not really. It, it's a dock. A dock. It's no, a boat, it's a see, boat when dock. I think when I think dock, I think like big ship coming in yeah well, that kind of thing this is a little dinky ringer dinger kind of it, it's just it's a ferry <laughs> okay well that wasn't even a ferry boat that was that was no. a little boat and yeah. it docked there and what could ferry them there and, and back <laughs> obviously it's gonna get michael somewhere listen to us arguing listen, let me go ahead and play this listen, clip it's gonna get michael somewhere so it's it's gotta have some kind of okay i gotcha well here here we go i want to play to you the clip and i want you to hear this because it i agree this is it, about the point last night where i threw my headphones at cliff and said i'm done so we're doing pretty good yeah, we're making it. So, uh, 23 people were on the deck, okay? And it was built for eight. <laughs> Hurley says, exactly. those people died. I thought the doctor said that. Did Hurley say that? Yeah, well, they both said it. And okay. So, and so, you, when, in, in the, let me go ahead and play it, and then I just want to say one thing, and then we'll just move right along. There were 23 people on that deck. It was built to hold eight. And it would have collapsed whether you went out there or not. Yeah, but I did walk out there. And it did collapse. I killed him. It was an accident. That was my fault. Look, after those people died, you were in a practically catatonic state. Okay, so he said those people died. Now, if I were the doctor... And I was, and we were talking about twenty-three people. I don't think I would have used the words "those people died." You mean if you if you were just talking about two people? If I were just talking about two people, well, we were just talking about twenty-three. And if I were just talking about two people dying, I wouldn't have said if the, those, those people, people died. You know, and 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 Hurley says I killed them. He he, you know, there were twenty-three people. You know, he just said there are twenty-three people. It was built for eight, and he says I killed them meaning the 23 people okay and i agree that i was wrong that dave is not one of them because mike did point out that she said that he got sick not that he not that he died as as because of a falling dock or a deck (laughs) so moving right along did you want to say one other thing about it I did because this just came okay how did hurley survive well he he swam he's he's a good swimmer it wasn't a dock. It was a deck. If he walked out onto the deck and it collapsed oh. and all these people died. Maybe it was a deck that overlooked the swimming pool. I don't know. Uh, well, you stop it with your whole dock and people drowning and da-da-da-da-da. Big deal. How did Hurley survive? Are we going to find this out? It, season 7. I think that they promised that. So Shut up. Okay. Do we I, have any voicemails? We just did voicemails. Where are you at? Well, we did like two. Do we have any more? That was all of them. Oh, yeah, we do have one more. Told (laughs) you. Okay. Rick uh, sent us in this one. Sorry, Rick. Cliff doesn't care. Cliff and Stephanie, this is Rick from Virginia. Uh, Not sure you want to use this in the show, but I'm trying to view your vidcast, and I can't figure out what kind of video driver I'm supposed to use. So if you could email me... uh, and let me know how to view that vidcast, I would be really appreciative. 
uh, I really enjoy your podcast, and uh, maybe in a week or two I'll uh, call in with some ideas. Uh, thanks a lot. Bye. Rick, thank you very much. And, yes, I will use your uh, call and because other people may have the similar question. I will edit out your email address. So, actually, those of you who just heard that didn't hear his email address. Uh, and, basically, the video podcast is in the format of a an iPod video. And so, what you actually need to be able to view that is QuickTime. And so, if you have not been using iTunes or video iPod to to download that, and you do not have QuickTime installed. Why are you laughing? Because I couldn't sit through. Yeah, Stephanie's laughing. She's probably saying, "Listen, Rick, save Rick, save really yourself. Not. Save your thirty minutes because it's precious time." <laughs> it's it's a pretty it's a pretty shoddy little production, but you know, it's not that bad. Come on, Stephanie. Don't make me shut this thing off and shoddy. That, that that's putting it mildly. <laughs> I love you. You did a good job. You did, but I yeah, was... listen to you. you can't even hold back your laughter. <laughs> you, you like Cliff that? Cyrus. Oh, let's patronize Cliff. <laughs> you did a really great job. I really think that was awesome, and that's why I can't control my laughter right now. Okay, what it was. Yeah, tell us what you meant, Steph. The world you wants to know. Really hard. <laughs> yeah, I worked really hard. Thanks. That made it great. <laughs> so you should enjoy it, Rick, because I worked really hard. You know what John Locke said when he watched it? We're going to need to watch that again. <laughs> no, he didn't. He said, No thanks. I've seen enough. <laughs> he said, No thanks. I've seen enough. Ooh, okay, breathe, Steph. Trying. Trying. All righty. Next up, we want to talk about just a little bit about Lost in the News. And uh, Lost News is hard to come by during the summer, I think. However, we do have just a little bit. So, here we go. Lost in the News. We just got this word in from Matt, the moderator at the Generally Speaking Lost Forum. And he uh, posted a a little bit of a blurb from an article. And this is what it says. Lost scoopage. Where's Michael? And the person who wrote the article article said, I just got off the phone with Herod Perrinow, who plays Michael on Lost. He tells me that last night was his swan song on the hit ABC series, Despite a lot of unanswered questions about him and his TV son, Michael is being written out of the show. Season 3's storyline has no plan to follow Michael. Perhaps, though, he will be back for Season 4, which won't air until 2008. Okay, does that sound like 20 years from now or what? It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Perrinell tells me that he is no longer under contract with Lost and is free to look for other work. He also thinks the finale was slightly confusing to the viewer and didn't clearly spell out Michael and Walt uh, spell out that Michael and Walt left the island uh, and headed towards home. And it says we are supposed to assume that Michael and Walt do make it home, but don't spend but don't send help back for the others as opposed to the others. So anyway, um, that's interesting news. And uh, well, we can we can take comfort in the fact that if they are back in season four and they've been wandering around it's only like two and a half weeks so. <laughs> no 
Very good. <laughs> Why don't you read the other news article we got here from Moderator also Matt? Also from Moderator Matt. I was watching the TV Guide channel, and they were doing a long set about the finale and said that Season 3 is scheduled to air on September 27th with the episode called The Return of Dana. I know this is very early, but has anyone else heard this? I don't think the writers have even written the episode yet, so it's probably still tentative. Do you think Dana could be the name of the island or just missed completely? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't watch the TV Guide channel at all, and uh, I have not heard September 27th anywhere else. So uh, it's a good speculative date. Uh, and and maybe something to think about and shoot for. But uh, as soon as somebody does know, uh, please post that in our Lost forum or send us an email and let us know because we need to know when to wrap up our Lost Summer Review of Season 1 and 2. Right. How long do we have? That's the question. And the return of Dana, that title kind of insinuates that we've seen, that we've met Dana before. Yeah, I, I don't know and what that would be. So... It 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 definitely sounds. But I would support fishy. it. I would support it in the fact that they. What if Dana is the shark? <laughs> okay, so it would support <laughs> the fact that that in my mind, okay, they have to. I'd say before I would sit down and write an episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would write out an outline of like the season and what you want to do and yeah. you know whose backstories you want to cover and And they did say in the official Lost podcast that they were going to have this little meeting with the writers in Hawaii right. and and say so so say they they decide that the first episode of the season is going to be about B, you know, um Miss Clue then then maybe they could go ahead and write like a title, like you know, a perspective yep. title. So just trying to be on their side. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. TV Guide, let us know. Uh, if anybody else does know the date, please let us know. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we have our trivia report from Molly H. So let's go ahead and turn it over to Molly. Hey, Generally Speaking listeners, it's time for our weekly Lost trivia update. From Trivia Central in San Antonio, Texas. Wow, I missed doing the podcast last week, and after having a week to ponder, I would like to take a short minute to say, wow, what a finale. I spoke to one of my friends online directly after the finale, and he said something to the effect of, best season finale I've ever seen, and I would almost totally have to agree. I especially love the Hurlybird, which totally gave me the creeps. I love Michael Emerson and was extremely pleased to see him back at In Charge. The man in the Arctic station is credited as Lynn Cordova, a friend of Jorge Garcia's. But wow, he stroked like Foxy to me. Coincidence? Considering that everything I lost happens for a reason? Probably not. This episode had some great stuff for those of us who enjoy the mythology of the island, and for the shippers as well. All I have to say is that we're in for a long summer. Back to the quiz. Y'all know the drill. Questions first, and then the answers, so play along. This week's quiz was written by me, Molly H., and is an episode-themed quiz focused on the episode Live Together, Die Alone. Here are the questions. Question number one. What was Saeed doing when they reached the other's camp? Number two. Which season one character did Charlie reference to Echo? Number three. What happened to Rosinski? Number four. What is similar about Kelvin and Desmond's B.I. or Before the Island Life? Number five. What was Desmond doing the night Boone died? Number six. What was the compass bearing that Michael was supposed to follow? Number seven, what was the name of the pier or dock that Finnery, or fake Henry, arrived on? Number eight, what is Desmond's full name? 
Number 9. What episode did Calvin appear in previously? Name the character, flashback, and the episode. Number 10. What numbers were displayed on the screen in the snow station when the text Magnetic Anomaly Detected appeared? Bonus. What is Miss Clue's real name? The answers were, number one, Saeed was praying when he, son, and Jen reached the other's camp by boat. Number two, Charlie warned Echo. You don't want to end up like Dr. Arnst when Echo was gathering the dynamite. Number three, according to Kelvin, Rosinski stuck a gun in his mouth and killed himself in the hatch. Number four, Kelvin and Desmond were both kicked out of the military before they were on the island. Number five, Desmond was considering suicide the night that Boone died. Number six, Michael was to follow the compass bearing 325. Number seven, Venery arrived on the Paula Ferry dock, which is mentioned in the Pearl Orientation video. Number eight, Desmond's full name is David Hume, which is another reference to historical philosophers by the writers. Number nine, Kelvin previously appeared in Saeed's flashback in the episode one of them. Number 10. The numbers on the screen in the snow station were 7418880, which, by the way, is a product of 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42, when you multiply them. Number 11. Miss Clue's real name is D. Last week's winners were Stephanie Ravenscraft, ILEA02, Marley2A2, Curl 2003 Me Molly H., Cat Marie 24, Draws Its Tool, and Dan 23X. This week's winners are Stephanie Ravenscraft, Marley 2A2, and T Bird. Congratulations to all of this week's and last week's winners. Matt and I have some special season 2 review quizzes planned in the upcoming weeks, so be sure to check them out on the forum at ravenscraft.orgslash lost forum. From Matt and I at Trivia Central, have a cluckety cluck cluck day. Thank you very much, Molly H, for that. I do have. Uh, one correction and one possible correction, though. She said just in her answers there, and and she gave you credit for being right, so I, I know that it was probably just mispronounced, but she said that Mrs. Uh, Clue's first name is it's really... D, she, she said B. D, but it's actually B, B-E-A. Mm-hmm. And the other possible correction is she said the answer of what Saeed... And, or no, not Saeed. Uh, that what did Desmond and Kelvin have in common... She said that they were both kicked out of the army before coming to the island. However, I don't think that there is anything that really makes you that indicates or insinuates that Kelvin was kicked out of the out of the army because he says, "Why did you leave that pretty woman's army?" And he said, "And he says, I, don't worry, I already know you didn't follow orders." And he said, and Desmond says, "Well, why did you leave your army?" And he says, "Leave." Not why were you kicked out of your army? Right. He says, he says why why did you leave? And he said because people did follow my orders, and I and and I'm just gonna show out, show you where that could possibly mean something different than being kicked out. It could be meant that he was told to give people. He was told by his commanding order uh, officers to give orders to force people to torture other people, right? Like, like he, he did, did to Saeed. Saeed. And finally, one day he, just he got he right. had enough of it, and he was sick of pe- be, pe- being responsible for people having to follow his orders. So the answer to that 
Question. And I, I answered that question differently, and she still said that I won. Yeah. You answered they were both in the military. Slash war. Slash war. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to point out that, that we have not been definitely told that, that Kelvin was kicked out of the army. Right. So anyway, uh, thank you, Molly H., for doing that. And I'm looking. If, if you guys haven't checked out our Generally Speaking Lost Forum, we have over 600 listeners going on 700 now. Probably now that I've just said that, we'll probably hit the 700 mark this week. But anyway, if you have not checked out the Generally Speaking Lost Forum, go to Generally Speaking Podcast. Dot com And at the very bottom, it says, Generally Speaking, Lost Forum. Go there, register as a member. Scroll down a little bit, click Ask Stephanie a Question. And and say, hey, what's up, Stephanie? That's right. So, uh, yeah, check out our Lost Forum and do play <laughs> the the weekly Lost Trivia Contest. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, sure TiVo wish- it and watch it frame by frame. You'll pick things up. I well- sure wish I could TiVo it. <laughs> that would be nice. We cut off our satellite, and uh, we are watching all live Blah. TV, except for what we download except for off Doctor the, Who. Yeah, which we download off the internet, which is kind of sweet. Uh, anyway, next we want to just go ahead and end our show talking about what's coming up on Lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? What is going to happen? Yeah, can, can I just... My favorite part of that of that audio clip is when Harley says, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> but this you want to know. You, this you do want to know. I'm even excited about this. We are changing up the format of the Generally Speaking Weekly Lost podcast. And rather than coming to you with our typical hiatus week special stuff stuff which is our favorites week theory week and all those other things we'd we'd run out of weeks yeah uh, there, there are too many weeks in the hiatus you just cannot do all that i mean you'll be repeating stuff yep to go i mean we'll have like two minute podcasts we'll come down here and say hi we still watch lost <laughs> no, yeah no <laughs> we're doubt. waiting until september <laughs> but what we have decided in and this is what we're going to call it this is the Summer review of season one and two. Correct. Now, don't make the mistake and call it the uh, season review of summer one and two because I, uh, it, it took me forever to get it all straightened out. So and if he, you call in, call it this summer review of season one and two. He titled it. I know. And anyway, we are going to do, I think we're going to, for the first season, we're actually going to do two episodes per week. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if that will be released all the time as one podcast or two separate podcasts. We're making no promises. We're just going to just let it go with the You know the flow. what the cool thing is? Is that... <laughs> this is cool for me. Is that we could we don't have to record at a certain time. That's right. We can. We don't have to wait anytime. until Wednesday to watch an episode. We can we can watch two episodes every day and record every night and just have like the whole summer done in like two weeks. That's right. But How, we're not going to. We're not probably not going to do that. <laughs> and there's a very important reason why we're not going to do that. We're going to end each podcast with this right here, instructing you what to listen or what episodes to watch. Over the next, next few days. Right. And we're going to ask you by Wednesday evening, please call in your listener calls, thoughts, and comments on those two episodes. Tell us what you think, any questions you have. If you're brand new watching Lost for the first time, let us know that. that we're, that's going to be some very exciting things. We have a lot of new people who have 
been told about mm-hmm. this because we've been talking about it forever. And so we want your listener calls, questions, and comments, and we want to be able to incorporate those into our podcast. So um, basically, we're going to do one podcast next weekend, and it will be regarding uh, Season 1, Episode 1 and 2. I would assume that the, they will all come out on a weekend. Yes, they will all come out on the weekend, we'll probably provided still things on, go well. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably still record on, on Friday nights, um, unless we have marital disputes like we did <laughs> Last night would have been a great night for a video podcast. It would have been. <laughs> it was great. I, the whole taking the headphones I and smashing my... them to the floor would have looked <laughs> lovely. And I'm sure that, that Rick would go and download QuickTime just to see that. And you know what? Here's the thing is that I am myself all the time. Yes, and, we are. And you know, and if people don't like that, I'm sorry. But and, and they, Cliff had just yelled at me one too many times. <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving right along. I Sorry. wasn't yelling at you. I was correcting the fact that <laughs> I thing. was right. Same thing. Whatever. Same thing. Hey, we're going to have to get out of here. Don't forget to check out our weekly lost forum. Listen to us now. So our gotta- weekly forum. <laughs> <laughs> check out our lost forum at generallyspeakingpodcast.com for the most up-to-date lost in the news, the weekly trivia, and online discussion about the season review, summer review of season one and two. And you're actually, you're still not saying exactly correctly. I know. Because it's the summer review of seasons one and two. two. Okay. So anyway, and um, so by next Wednesday, we'll need your comments on the pilot, episodes one and two. Yes. Part one and two of the pilot. Yeah. We're going to do the pilot. We're going to view About it as the one most, episode. What is it? It was the most costly pilot ever done. Yeah. We'll talk all about that next ever week. Ever done. Very I'm just good. pointing it out. All so, right. And you want to mention that we're looking for a sponsor for our show? Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. We are looking for a sponsor of our show. As you guys know, previous podcasts were uh, sponsored by allstarfigures.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, they we are very appreciative of their sponsorship. Uh, they are not continuing to sponsor right now. Uh, they're going to wait until some new figurines come in. And once those come through, uh, probably pick that back up sometime. Well, whenever those come out, hopefully. Uh, but in the meantime, podcasting is something that Stephanie and I enjoy doing. But uh, we definitely uh, enjoy the support of our listeners who have contributed financially to our show using the PayPal donate button at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. But without them and sponsors, this show is just not possible for us to do because it does take up a lot of time to, to prepare this thing. So if you have a business, an internet business or any type of business, that you would like to promote uh, to about somewhere between five and 6,000 listeners, uh, mostly in the United States, but really technically a lot of people around the world as well, then uh, please email me at podcast at ravenscraft.org, and I can talk to you about the different options that are available for sponsorship on our show. Well, that's about it for now, so let's go ahead and call this a wrap. And Stephanie, will you join me in saying, until next time, let's let's stay stay lost. lost. You have been listening to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413 521 
1-800-268-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please, start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal Donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Jack Lowe Insurance, where you can buy term life insurance from my dad, Cliff Ravenscraft. Call him toll free at 888-364-5922. That number is 888-364-5922. Call my dad for all your term life insurance needs. Thank you for listening. It's Cliff's daughter.